Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Well, it was about nine months ago, I think, that we met at Mother's, where it was a little bit louder than it is here. And we're here today with Roman Hartgrave, who is the founder, headmaster, admissions officer, uh, bookkeeper, and everything of a new school that's based here in Arnold at Gloria Day Lutheran Church right on College Parkway called Maryland Curiosity Lab. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it's been, I mean, the last time we talked, uh, I don't want to say it was a pipe dream because, I mean, it was a, definitely a plan, but you were looking for a place to land and, you know, it was, I know that you were concerned about you know, is there going to be a demand for it and everything else? And look, fast forward nine months from now, and you found a place, you've landed, it's open, you opened in the fall. Right, we're sitting in a library, can you believe it, in a school, right? This is this is amazing. Now, first things first, I want to ask you a question, is the name of the school is the Maryland Curiosity Lab, and that's MarylandCuriosityLab.org is the website, yep. but it also says an Acton Academy. Yes. Uh, which sounds very school-like to me, too. Yes. So are you Acton Academy, or are you Maryland Curiosity Lab? Or, so, and what's... Yeah, so, so so the way I normally explain it is, we are Maryland Curiosity Lab. That's the name of our company. Um, we run an Acton Academy elementary program. So we run multiple programs. One of them is the Acton Academy elementary program. And so the way I normally explain, you know, what does that mean, Acton Academy? It's a philosophy, much like Montessori is a philosophy. So Acton Academy has a lot of sort of background philosophy. It's also a network that we're part of. So there's about 300 Acton Academies worldwide. We're one of those Acton Academies. So we have a, a lot of support from the network oh, in, ter- in terms of you know curriculum, but a lot of just support from other owners of other schools. So anytime there's sort of a problem, you know, you run into a difficulty, like my first stop is to sort of hit the Acton Academy network and on our forums and see what people have, are talking have, about. Have you run into this before? Oh, it, the, the forums of Act, the Acton Academy owners are by far the, like, it's so full of, chock full of resources, because pretty much everybody, if you think about 300 schools, all starting up at different ages, all of them have basically run into every type of student problem you run into, any sort of type of parent problem, any type of curriculum question, right? So almost, there's always a good discussion you can find um, if you search through the forum. So yeah, I'm, I'm on those forums like every day. Well, you, you mentioned you said all different ages and everything else. Now, you guys are primarily, I'm going to say, primary elementary? Yes, age. we're elementary. Yep. So grades one through six. Now, the Acton method, Yeah. Uh, that goes for all ages? That goes through high school and on? So it could start from preschool all the way yes, up? Yes, right. There's actually four sort of Acton models, a preschool, an elementary, a middle, and a high school. One and so they, you know, they 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 share a lot of commonalities, but they definitely evolve as you go from very young to. to sure, sure. You're yeah. not doing sets and subsets, <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. Hopefully, when you're <laughs> when you're about ready to time out at uh, at age eighteen, but I mean the, the basic concept, I think, and I, this is something sort of foreign to me because my kids are all sort of flown and grown, is that everybody learns a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, you know, I you know I grew up with. 
one times one is one, one times two is two, one, you know, and just memorizing yeah. by rote those times tables. Yeah. And kids learn differently today. And I know that my son, they brought in uh, Avid into the public schools at one point, which was just a little bit different. And, yeah. Um, and I think that's great. I mean, that what you're doing with Maryland Curiosity Lab is really grabbing kids that are learning a non, I don't even want to say non-traditional at this point, but just in a different way and embracing the ability to learn. And it's really experiential learning though, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it, you know, what we call is learner driven. And so I think the, the biggest difference um, from like what I thought of school growing up was that there's no time in, in our in our school day where you have a teacher teaching in a traditional way where all the students are listening to a teacher teach. Um, and so that's why you have to kind of have everybody move at the same pace as because you have one teacher and you have you know 30 children and they have to sort of all stay together. So we don't do any of that. Um, so it's learner driven in the sense when we say learner driven, that means that every day they're setting their own goals of what they want to work on so they can choose. OK, I want to work on my math today. I want to read this book today. And the way they're learning that material allows it to be personalized and go at whatever speed they need. And that's really software that allows you to do that. This basically the idea of a of a personalized tutor. Software gives you that. So if you're moving really fast in the math and you are ready to go faster, you can keep going faster. And if you if you need more time, you need to go slower. And so that's really where you allow you know the personalization is that we're not teaching them in a traditional way. We're letting software do a lot of that heavy lifting so they can it can personalize it to where they are. That's got to be great for parents. Well, what's uh, nice is you get a lot of data too. So a parent can definitely see exactly, you know, these these software programs give you a lot of data that you can kind of watch exactly what your child is how how fast or slow they're progressing. Right. Well, Maryland Curiosity Lab opened in August, September, I guess. So you? our first day of school was in September. Okay. Yeah. So, but the the company opened basically a year before that. So we were right. sort of running programs for a year uh, before the school opened, and then the school opened. Well, in that's September. what we t- we discussed before. We discussed like you had the uh, I'll say field trips and the yeah. you had the science uh, or the children's business fair, the business fair yeah. here in the parking lot. Yeah. And it, I, I know that I think the last time we talked, you said, well, you know, hey, if we wanted to go out hiking and learn about you know nature or something like that, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, is that still part of the curriculum now that you are a school school? Yeah. So a few things. Uh, so those those adventure trips is what we called them in our first year. The adventure trips were, the, you know, school's out. Let's go do something fun together. Um, so we have not offered those this year to the public, mostly just because we're laser focused on getting the, the school up and running. But we have taken those ideas of those adventure trips and we do an adventure trip every Friday for our elementary students. So we've I want to come here. <laughs> we've reused some of the, the trips we did last year. But we've also done a lot more because we're doing one every Friday now. So we're doing a lot of them. Um, and so that's we've definitely taken that idea of like, let's get out into the world more often than a typical school. And so we're out a lot. That's why we have a van right out there that's, you know, on, on beck and call. If we need to go, we hop in the van and we go somewhere. That's cool. Yeah. And then the business fair we will do again this year um, and it will be open to the public. So that'll be April 27th. We're doing that. Um, but what's different about it this year is that our elementary students have a whole project that leads up to that business fair. So all the elementary students who are in our school will be having a business at that business fair. So you have an, a mix of, you know, our students doing businesses and then and anybody else who wants to come. That's in cool. Business. That's cool. How many students do you have now? So we have seven. Seven students. Yeah. Now, is that where you wanted to be or where you thought you would be? Yeah. You know, and the Acton Network, you know, recommends you start between five and ten. Um, mostly because it's just there's all sorts of first year problems and you don't want to add a lot of scale to trying to deal with the first year problems. And so generally you want to get up to 25 to 30 per studio. 
Um, and so that's, that, you know, that's where we'd like to be long-term for each studio, but first year, yeah, that was exactly where we wanted to be. Fantastic. Well, I mean, I know the place that we're in is not terribly large. I mean, you're not right. having, you know, you're not graduating a thousand students, right? <laughs> you know, no. like, like you are with most of the public high schools, but what you, I mean, you mentioned Friday is your adventure day or your yeah. day to go out on a field trip, which I'm in. Talk to me about a day. I mean, sure. I, I'm assuming we don't have bells. Right, no bells. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, how how does how does the day start for a student? Yeah. So the day starts the exact same way every day, outside of our Friday adventure trip. So Friday adventure trip is sort of a very different style of day, but our typical sort of Monday through Thursday is you start at eight thirty in the morning with a with what we call a launch, which is really a, a a discussion for exactly fifteen minutes about some topic. And so sometimes we'll take on very kind of moral questions, like we had a really good discussion last week about. You know, the the actual moral decision of using animal testing to, to save human lives. Is that okay? If you're testing a medicine on animals and that will save human lives, how do we sort of decide, you know, how many animals would, you know, should be sacrificed to save a human? And we don't give them answers. So, like, the, you know, a, a, a good discussion for us is one where we present a question and they have no idea what we think the answer is. You know, well, we don't know what the answer is. Either. Right. We don't. And so that's why those are good. Right. So it's like, hey, we don't have an answer. We're just going to keep probing you guys to see how you're thinking and to challenge you to think about it. You know, and so we always start with that. Uh, that's for the fi- first 15 minutes. And then I would take the kind of the rest of the morning is what we would consider as kind of core time. So this is where we're doing our core material, math, reading, writing. The reading, writing, arithmetic. Thing. Yes. And so that's where we're, we're using software. And so usually the first part of that that morning is core time. So that's when you're doing you're going to sit down with your reading software or your math software and you're, and you're doing that. They're always setting their own goals. So we don't tell them, hey, you know, you're doing math for 30 minutes. It's like, hey, they have some overarching goals that they have to meet uh, that we set. But they, they get to choose how they want to attack it a certain day. So I can turn around and you know, get my math done within 10 minutes and move on. Sure. Yep. If that were for me. Or I yep. can sit there and struggle, which would be me, struggling right. with math for that goal. Right. And, and, and you definitely see them. It's interesting you know, just observing them. They, they go in, in waves, right? So they'll say they'll get really into something, math, let's say, and do it for like a whole week, and they won't do any of their reading software. And then the next week, it's a reverse, you know? And so it's sort, it's sort of, and sometimes it's based on what the, their friends are doing. And so they kind of, you know, it, they kind of move around and work together in different kind of little pairs and pods. And so they, they, you know, they choose what they want to work on. So that's sort of the first part of the morning. We take a break, and then we have what's called drop everything and read. And so that is what we call deer. And so like, hey, just pick a book and read it. And they can pick a book that's harder and, and like what we call a badge book, or they can just pick a book that they're interested in. And so for us, you know, what we really want to see is a love of reading. And so if they pick a comic book and that's what they want to read, we're, we're fine with that. As long as they enjoy reading, we're, we're confident they're going to move on to other material. Uh, so we don't tell them what to read. They, I bet the library pick. loves you. Oh, they do. We actually just started last week actually picking out books. So it was, it was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, the Mechanic Public Library yeah. libraries are wonderful. You talk about software, yeah, software led and stuff like this. Are there teachers? No. So um, we have a guide. It's called a guide. It's very much a Montessori language. There, um, the guide is there to support them, not typically to teach them. So the guide will redirect them to ha- how do you solve the problem you have on your own. And so if they come and say, hey. John, I, I don't understand this fraction question. Our guide would say, okay, have you reviewed the materials yet? Or have you asked a friend? And so they, they are not going to sit down and tutor them. We want them to figure out how to overcome that problem without looking to the adult to solve it for so them. So would the guide say, okay, if I've got a problem, I can't solve this, uh, we'll say a math problem or something like that. 
Uh, I mean, would would it be like a nudge type of a thing? Not a not a teach, but like, well, do you remember when you learned that one thing about you know dividing by zero? Mm. No, not normally. Uh, um, you, you would normally look to another learner to do that. So it, it, so this is one of the nice things about having a mixed age group, right? So if we have a, a learner who's struggling, there's normally somebody who's already finished that material. You've got, you've got a peer tutor sort of built in. Right. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, which what's great about that is that, you know, if you've learned something pretty recently, you're actually in a better position to teach it to somebody else than if you've learned it 50 years ago, right? And so like someone who just learned equivalent fractions can probably explain it to another another child better than I can because they just went through this process of learning them. Right, I can't even remember what it is <laughs> at, at, at this point. I mean, are are there typical grades in terms of uh, not the, not as far as like first grade, second grade, third grade? Uh, no, so so all the grades are intermixed. I mean, so we have grades one through six are all together. Now we do divide up right now. We divide up a little bit with our younger elementary and our older elementary students, so they have slightly different schedules, slightly different expectations. Just because a seven-year-old, we don't think they can maintain focus as long as like an eleven-year-old can, and sure. so there's a little bit of difference in terms of you know expectations there. But generally, they're all together for 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 most of the day. There's some periods where like some of this core time, they have a little less core time, and the older ones will do more. But um, generally, they're yeah, they're all together. Very cool. And and you have what grade equivalents? Would there be? I mean, what what are the ages you said again? So we have right now we serve grades one through six. Our youngest is actually our seven. So we actually only have grades two through six here in right the school now. right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of your first grade here, yeah. I mean, they would get promoted, or if you will, but the, the following year they would be into a second grade. Is so there... there's really no. I mean, if you look at what what they're doing, so they're working on let's say Khan Academy. Now Khan Academy ar- arranges their material for second, you know, first, second, third grade. But a child could do two or three years in one year, or they could do half a year in one year. We're, we're okay with either path. We want to see mastery before they move on. So that's always our focus is like, you know, a typical school, it's like, hey, you got an 80%, that's a B, great. Now we're moving on to the next thing. And I think our, our approach is, hey, that 20% you didn't understand is actually a big problem. And it's only going to create more problems down the road as you keep going. And so we want to make sure you master that before you go. And if that takes you longer, that's fine. So you'll see our learners, you know, let's say a first grader comes here and they work on math for the whole year. And let's say they make it through half of first grade. When they come back in second grade, they're going to do the second half of first grade. They're just going to pick right. up from where they left off. And vice versa, if they did three years, they're going to pick up in fourth grade when they come back in second grade. And, and all, all in the end, it works out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's, yeah. Either way is fine with us. How are you structuring your growth? I mean, you started out here, you said you've got seven children. Yep. Grades second through second through six. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you structuring your growth? I mean, I know last time we talked. Uh, I mean, you had big plans for you know, you know, twenty years down the road and whatnot. Yeah. And how do you? How quickly is um, the Maryland Curiosity Lab going to be growing? So we are going to have a second studio open next year. So we will have two separate groups. Right now, that's one group altogether. And so we're, we are going to have a, you know, you can call it middle school. It'll probably have older el- elementary all the way through middle together. It's really the way we divide people between students is not age, but sort of whether they're ready to, okay. to do the work that's required at the upper studios. But we will have two different studios. One will be running sort of kindergarten up through probably, you know, second, third grade. And then you'll have an upper elementary middle that will run sort of fourth up through so eighth. 
Okay, and when you say a separate studio, are we talking about a separate location or in a separate room a separate and separate guys? Rooms and separate guys. To, yeah. Okay. Right. So, so they would have separate spaces, separate schedules. They would still be in the same building, but not you know, not interacting as much as they. Not, right. And, and that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I mean, so where do you where do you see the Maryland Curiosity Lab? Uh, let's fast forward. You know, five ten years. Okay. Sure. I, I, the concept is really very fascinating to me, and if I had kids. Um, right now that we're of that age, um, after I got done banging my head on the wall, because that would be silly, but, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, this would definitely be something that's, you know, on the top of my list to investigate. Yeah. And, you know, let's, let's face it, Gloria Day is a, a fairly small building. I mean, yeah. it's probably perfect for you right now and probably perfect yeah. for you when you get a, you know, as, as, as you expand, but where do you see yourself in, you know, maybe five or 10 years from now? You know, that's a great question. I would probably look towards what other actants who are that age have done. Um, you know, you've seen, so what's nice about the Actin Network is that you have some that have been running for five or 10 years. A lot of them are running two or three years. How old is Actin? Uh, so the first Actin was 2009. So Actin Austin was the first uh, Actin okay. Academy. So it's, what's interesting is we're just also now seeing quite a few high school graduates. People, students have gone through the whole Actin experience. And so it's, it's very interesting from my perspective to see what an Actin high school graduate looks like because you can sort of see what the daily practice we do, what that builds towards. You, you know, know I, I hope that they do. I hope that they track their alumni as, you know, yeah. certainly as you would as as they age out of your yeah. you know, sixth grade at this point. Uh, because I that's one of my issues I always have with the public schools is they say, oh, we've got such a great, I'll, I'll pick on South River, we've got such a great STEM program. Yeah. And that's great that you say that. Yeah. But is there any thing to back it up, right. any data. I mean, you said you're very data-driven in what you've got here. Yeah. How many students graduated in st- with a STEM degree mm-hmm. went into a STEM major in college? Right. How many graduated college in that STEM major? Yeah. Because I know an awful lot that didn't matriculate in a STEM and didn't graduate in a STEM. Yeah. And then let's look at them eight years after graduating, mm-hmm. 10 years. Are you in a STEM type of a field? Right. And to me, that would be the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. As opposed to saying, oh, yeah, we've got, we've, we're great because we hired this great teacher. We have this right. great curriculum or anything like that because there is no real proof of that. Yeah. And, I, and I hope that Acton, as they, you know, they said, it's a fairly new concept, is, is graduating these can sit there and say, hey, this is, look at the success our kids are having. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think that's just so critical for parents to, you know, really believe into a program that yeah. they have. Yeah, I agree. And what's interesting is that the one thing we do see of the different graduates of different Actons is, what they build up towards. So like if you kind of think of Acton Elementary, the goal of that of that of that studio is really I want to see a love of learning. So I really want to see our students love to learn and I want to see them be able to get along with each other. They're doing a lot of group stuff. And so it's like, can they get along and work in groups? And do I see a love of learning? When they get to middle school, the middle school studio is much more, it's much harder academically. So I, I want to see a lot more focus and work being done academically. And then you're also starting to go out into the real world doing apprenticeships. So that's at the middle school model we introduced this idea of an apprenticeship. And so, you know, at the elementary model, we're asking, what's your calling? What is it you're trying to do with your life? And it's very interesting to hear what our students say. At middle school, they and so right now they're sort of reading books and exploring things around that. At middle school, they get to go out to the real world and say, hey, you know, I said I wanted to be a vet. Well, let me go do an apprenticeship with a vet. And, and they do a bunch of apprenticeships from middle school into high school. And what, what they end up finding out is, that, hey, I thought I was going to like this. I didn't like it. I, this thing I really liked. And then what their final project is at the Acton High School is called their next great adventure, what's called an NGA. And so what they're doing is they're saying, okay, I've done all this stuff. This is what I think I want to do after high school. 
and and then they they come up with like a ten minute pitch, and they actually they they actually record it, and they pitch it to the Acton Network, and they can win prizes and they can get support for whatever they're trying to do. Sure. Um, but they share these videos, and so you get to see students from around the world who are saying, in ten minutes, what is it they're trying to do with their life, and I find it really inspiring because one, they're great communicators. You can see what how much you know speaking we do in this, where we're you know our students are doing these you know these morning discussions every day. They're running their own exhibitions. They're they're running tours, right? So they're speaking and communicating a lot. You could see sort of see the you know, the accumulation of that. And then they have very specific dreams and goals. Like when I was sixteen or seventeen, I had really no idea other than I want to go to college. Would have been my next great adventure, right? And that's right. Leave it at that, right? And the, but these students are saying like, you know, I want to go study with this person in Venice about interior design because she has done this thing that I want to learn how to do. And you're like, wow, like you have this very specific goal that you know what you want to do. And so that that part's very inspiring to me is to see sort of what happens when you let somebody follow their passions for 10, 12 years and, and work on them and, you know, where they end up. Again, that's, that's a, sort of a criticism, again, of the public schools. And I always said, you know, that in 10th grade, they're like, okay, so what track are you, what do you want to major in college and everything else? And I know when I went to college, I mean, I picked my major in my sophomore or junior year, worked on the basics and everything else because... I didn't have the luxury of that experience. I didn't yeah. have the luxury to, you know, maybe I did want to be a vet. And I'm like, but, you know, I, there's no way I got into a vet's office to see what it was. I mean, maybe right. I saw blood and go, oh, God, no, I'm not, it's not right. me. Uh, you know, whatever it may be. And I think that's just wonderful that they got the experience to know that it's possible. Yeah. Or it's it's not for me. Yeah. And to come out of whether it be the seventh grade level or the eighth, ninth, whatever it is, to have just your, it seems like you're kind of really sending everything down a funnel to really find out, hone in what their dreams and their capabilities and their passions are. Yeah. To be able, and, and let's face it, that's where the success is going to come in any life is that if you're passionate about it, you know, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. And to be able to instill that in learners yeah. as early as the Maryland Curiosity Lab does is pretty impressive. Yeah, you know the thing that um, I had a similar experience as you when I was when I was a student, I was a really good student on paper, but my my mindset was tell me what to do, and I'm going to do it in as little effort as I can do. Right? I was really good at figuring out what was the minimum effort to get that A, and I was just in that mindset. So I was in high school or giving my classes, my assignments. I'm just going to bang through them, and and then college was the same thing for me. You know, I sort of fell into a major, didn't really choose it. It was just sort of like, okay, this is what my major is. Tell me what I have to do. And then all of a sudden I, I graduated from college and it's just sort of like, I don't really know what I want. I, I know I didn't want to do what my major was, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And, Cause I was in this mindset of like, well, somebody's going to tell me what to do next all sure. the time. Right. And once you get out of college, nobody tells you what to do next. And so um, to me, it's like, it's that mindset sh- shift of owning your own education and saying, the reason I'm doing all this work is because I have this goal. And well, what goal do I have? Well, I think I want to do this. Well, now I want to change it. Like that mindset shift of sort of um, owning your education and driving it rather than being this kind of passive passenger that somebody else is driving. Um, to me, that's the thing that, I, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted to do it for my children was sort of like, I want you to have that mindset and, and not just be sort of passively getting through life with as little effort as you can. I remember last time we talked, I said your children are not receiving the benefit of yeah. the Maryland Curiosity Lab. <laughs> no, actually, my youngest is. Oh, OK, good. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So my youngest one's here. Uh, my hopefully my middle son 
will be here next year because we'll we'll have grades served for him. And so I'm oh, okay. hoping that my middle won't be the my my oldest one's already a sophomore in high school. So we're going to try to catch up, but I I sort of doubt we'll catch him. That we'll grow fast enough to catch up to him. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, what is your role here? I mean, you talked about the guides, which yeah. is sort of the I don't say equivalent of, but sort of the the teacher, the, the guide, t- the which teacher is, role. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll use the funnel thing. I mean, there's the there's the guy or the girl that's up there, sort of massaging the the dough or whatever you're putting through the funnel, mm-hmm. just to sort of like, yeah, come on, get in there, and you you'll figure out how to get out at the end, at the very yeah. end, right? But what is your role as the founder of this and the sort of the brainchild of this? What's what do you do during the day? Yeah, so um, there's there's a lot of times when we need two adults here because we spend a lot of times outdoors, and so we you know there, there's a, just practically a lot of times where both of us are sort of watching children because they're we have a group of young young children who just love to play in the forest, and so there's almost always time when <laughs> one of us is down in the forest with them, and then the other one's up here with the other ones, and so there's that kind of practical thing that you need two adults just to sort of allow them to to spread out. But that's the herding cats mentality. Okay. <laughs> right. But outside of that, I mean, I think, you know, my main role is trying to figure out like, okay, what are what are projects that we think are going to be really engaging? What are adventure trips that are going to be really engaging for this group? Um, and then what are systems that we need to install to maybe resolve certain issues we're seeing? So, you know, the, you know, the nice thing about Acton, the Acton Academy Network, they have all these systems. Um, and you don't use them all at once. You sort of, you know, it's sort of a toolbox of you have this sort of problem. Here's a system or something you can do to do that. And so I spent a lot of time sort of, you know, thinking about that and saying, okay, we're seeing this problem in the studio. What is it that we could use that would sort of help with okay. that, you know, type of thing? And so I'm happy to give you examples of them. We've had a lot of those things already where it's sort of like, oh, this isn't working quite as well as we liked. And so, like, you know, how are we going to change things? So I, so I get a little bit more time to think about that. Because Travis is sort of in the day-to-day grind a lot more, you okay. know, of doing it. How does admissions work here? I mean, uh, uh, this is a private school. Yes, uh, I'm presuming there is an admissions plan, and you. Uh, this is not the school for everybody, right? Uh, just yeah. as the public school is not the school for everybody and ev- everything else. But how does the admissions work here? Yeah, so we call it a, an audition, a family audition, um, and it's an online process. So it starts with a couple online questionnaires for the for the parents to fill out. Um, and that's both them telling us what their goal of school is and things like that, but then also reading, let's say, our studio contract, our owner-parent contract, and, and giving any you know um, any sort of reactions to that. We ask some questions like, how are you going to know um, how your child's doing without grades? We don't give grades here. So how do you feel about that? How are you going to evaluate your child's growth? And so those first two steps are really about making sure that we're all aligned on the philosophy of what we're doing here. And then the last step is what we call a shadow day or shadow days. And that's when the, the, the child would actually come in and be part of our group for either one day or multiple days if we think we need it. And that's really an evaluation of, okay, is, is he going to, he or she going to be able to fit into what we're doing here? Um, and so that's really the process is like we do, you know, a couple steps of online questionnaires. We do a, um, a, a shadow day. We do a kind of a final interview where we will just answer questions and, and bring up anything that we have any concerns of. And then if it looks like a good match, we, we would invite. But really, is, that, is that an ongoing process? I mean, you know, can I apply for my child here for next fall yes. today? Yes, you could. Um, so we haven't opened up invitations yet. So people are actually already going through our audition process now. Okay. We haven't started issuing invites because we want to give our current families a chance before anybody on the outside gets sort of an invite. And so we want to. And know then if, when you say invite, that means an acceptance. Yes. Okay. An acceptance that you're you're invited to join. 
Um, but we also do roll into missions. And so at the, like we, we break up our year by session. And so we don't do it all the time, but sort of at a new session, we can bring on a new student as well. So we have some families who are interested in sort of applying for this, this school year. And so it's sort of like, okay, probably our, our next big session break is in March. So that's probably when we'll have some, some, potential you might have somebody studies. coming in there yep. as well. Yeah. This is really cool. Can, um, can we get a tour? Sure, absolutely. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not a big, it's not like, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit smaller than like Notre Dame's campus or, right. or Navy, but can, can you just sort of walk us sure. around? Sure, yeah, absolutely. So you want to start here in the library? Let's go start at the front door. Okay, perfect. Because you've got a great, uh, you got a great little library or a lobby here. Yeah. And so I'll, as I give you the tour, I'll try to kind of give you an idea of how our learners use the space. And so this is what we kind of call the student lobby. This ends up being a pretty popular hangout place. So again, during core time, they can spread out. And they can choose what they want to work on, or during drop everything you and need read. A frappuccino machine. Yeah, yes, right. <laughs> Actually, we have one student who really wants wants caffeine. I've, I've said no <laughs> so far, so she would love that. Um, yeah, so this is sort of a student lounge area where they can kind of hang out. They eat lunch out here a lot, but they actually work out here quite a bit. So we have, we have one student who loves to sit on that couch and read his book, and so that's sort of you know you'll see that in the morning. It's very quiet in here, and you sort of see them breaking out into different little pairs or singles, and so um, you know you see that a lot in this area. And then if you want, we'll go down the hallway here. Now, so, you've got like sort of a, a half of the church, um, what I guess they used to use for Sunday schools and stuff like that. Yeah, so this is the old the old church, and so uh, they don't really use this space that much during the day, which mm-hmm. made it a good fit for what we were doing. And so we sort of, that door right there is sort of the breaking point between church and school. And so this this kind of wing okay. during school hours is, is ours to use. Very cool. Yeah, and so then we have three rooms. Uh, so we'll start in the library here. So this is our library. It's got like a little bit of a ski theme. So you can see we've got like the ski uh, signs here. And, um, and this is our map of our, all of our adventure trips. So you can see on the oh, wall here very cool. all the different adventure trips and sort of where, where they've been. So you can see we have a big cluster around Annapolis where we've gone out pretty far west. We've hit D.C. a few times. Down to St. Mary's. And... Gone. Yeah, we did um, Calvert Cliffs down there. And we did um, the uh, Calvert Marine Museum. So this has all been great. all been this year. This has all been this year, yeah, yeah. So these are pictures all from this year. That's wild. So we got to see the the pandas right before they left. Um, that was actually the last the last Friday before they left. We didn't realize we were cutting so close, but we got lucky. I bet the kids love those. Yeah, yeah, they love these trips. Bring in Friday. Bring on Friday. It's like an, like an adult. Can't <laughs> wait till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, what, what's fun now is we're trying to do a better job of. You know, l- you know, letting them have input of what we want to do. So, what is it that you're interested in doing? Because uh, we do a lot of outdoor stuff, but then it's also like, what, sure. what, what other things can we do? Uh, so, this is what we call the art room. Okay. And so, this is just a place where we can make a mess, and it's pretty easy to clean up. Uh, we also have our cubbies in here. So, this is actually where we're doing our big robot. So, before before one school before it, school ended, we had a big robot sort of competition field here, and then they had these robots that they were Very programming. Cool. I think we ran into each other over the summer when you were under construction here, and you had, uh, did you run afoul a of the child labor laws because you had your kids here slinging for moving <laughs> furniture? I did. And my oldest son actually had to do a lot of that stuff. And then this is our main studio. So this is where we start the day. So when I talked about the Socratic discussions, it's always right here. So we will, the, a typical Socratic discussion is like we're going to watch a video on the TV, like that, the animal welfare one, sort of right. like, hey, and then we have a little discussion here. And so we, we sit here and talk. Um, this is the studio contract. So this was the big, our first big project was to set 
they set the rules that they wanted to have um, for each other. And then our, our exhibition of that first session was them signing this contract. I promise leave. respect to other people in their space, listen to others and not talk over them, not scream inside, okay. <laughs> and less than the filter, <laughs> oh, that's the filter ball. So that's what actually one of the more controversial things. That, uh, one of the things that was funny was the noise level was what they talked about a lot. They, some, some of our learners are loud, some are like it really quiet. And so they ended up having a lot of discussions about where can you scream? <laughs> So, so they decided so only the, in the fellowship So hall. this is a contract between Maryland Curiosity Lab and the students that are here. Actually, this is a contract between them and themselves. This is all this okay. is all they set. Um, so really, yeah, so we have a contract between us and them. Um, and so there's a lot of contracts. There's a contract between us and the, and, the, and the parents. There's a contract between myself, the owner, and the guide. And then there's a contract between the guide and the learners. Um, in terms of the promises they're making, but these are the promises they made to each other. So they all voted and agreed that these were the promises they were going to make to each other. So that's re- that's really cool. So I mean, so as I'm looking at the names, you know, you've got Jack, Emily, Ripley, Ryan, Eva, Eva Misha, you know, yeah, Keely, yeah. You know, so they, you know, if if Keely is didn't clean up, somebody can call her out. Yep, and that's actually where our closing discussion is every day. So last. We start with a discussion, we end with a discussion, and that last 15 minutes is, hey, how are we doing? You know, and anybody want to talk about any of the, any of the promises or what's going right or wrong? We have those 15 minutes, and then once a week we have what's called a town hall, and you actually can see the town hall slips here. So if somebody has a problem uh, that they want to bring up, they fill out a town hall slip, and they say, you know, I have a question or an issue to discuss, I have an idea for something new, um, and then they put this in the town cool. hall meeting right here. And then on on Thursday we we have a longer session where this they can talk so about awesome. that. awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I mean, they're learning what they want to learn at the speed they want to learn. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. With, this is one of our new systems right here. Like like people. So this is um, these are called levels of freedom. And so basically, what it is is um, based on how much work you do in a week. So these points kind of like uh, track like you know focused work. And so if they do a lot of work in a week, they get a lot of freedom, right? So they can get, take breaks any time. They can, they can listen to music while they're working. They can change core and deer as they drop everything and read. They can change that up and do it at different times. But if they're, if they're not doing as much work, then they get assigned seating. You know, they, they get a schedule that's given to them by the guide. They, they don't get to listen to music. And so they have this sort of incentive to, you know, accomplish more things so they can be up in the soaring level. And so we, so we just introduced this. This is, I kind of mentioned there's certain things that we've introduced over time to address certain issues. And this was one of them we introduced to cool. just after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I know one of the things my kids all, all three of them actually, when they went to college, they were amazed. They said, you know, the teachers don't, uh, don't give like give a darn whether you come to class or not. I said, well, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't welcome, welcome to college. Right. And, and my one daughter said, uh, you know, Raised my hand and they said, "Yeah." He said, "Can I go to the bathroom?" And she's like, "What no are you pass. asking me for? Yeah, Get up right. and go!" Right. We've, we've, I'm looking. I mean, are are the I'm going to make a guess here. Are if somebody has to go to the bathroom here, do they just get up and go. They just get up and go. There's that's no right. hall passes or anything. Right. That's right. And actually, you know, it's one of the things we said when we introduced this about sort of, you know, you can take a break anytime. Uh, if you're if you're a, at a soaring level, the whole idea of that was like, hey, if you're an amazing employee at a company and you're you're the best employee there, your boss is going to give you a lot of freedom. You can set your work schedule. Yeah. You can work. Yeah, I don't home, care when you come right? in. How you're many days. amazing, right? And that's sort of the same idea. Hey, if you're able to 
knock out 200 points a week of progress, then yeah, take a break whenever you want. Clearly, you, I can trust you to manage yourself. Now, if you can't do that, then right, yeah, right. Then, you, then, you'll drop down. I think you have to drop down, sure. and I have to give you a little bit more structure. And so that's the idea. We're trying to show them, you know, if they can own the responsibility of sort of doing their work, then they can have a lot of freedom. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we have our bathrooms. We have our little kitchen here. Now we're and a ski boundary, ski area boundary. That's our ski area boundary. That's where there's no ski patrol beyond this point. So we say, yeah. don't go beyond that point. <laughs> so and then, I mean, they they pack their lunches. I'm assuming. Yes. And... Yep. Yep. So they pack their lunches and a snack, uh, and so they uh, they spring those in. And actually, they they eat those pretty much whenever they want. So we, you know, we sure. them, if they're hungry, it's sort of like the bathroom thing. Hey, if you're hungry and you want to eat a snack while you're reading a book, you know, right. We're not going to tell you when to eat. Well, I mean, again, that it dives into how kids learn and eat. And, you know, yeah. Some people are breakfast people. Other right. people are, no, I'm waiting for lunch. I'm, I can come in hungry. Right. Well, what is the large room over here at the, as you walk in on the right? So this is the fellowship hall. So this is not like really part of our space. We have access to use it, but we don't sort of, it's not a kind of a regular part of our space. So we don't put stuff in here. Uh, but we end up, this is a, this is a fun room to use. If the weather's bad outside, and I was, was going to say, it's say it's rain day. Yeah, so this is great. Um, actually, and some people just like it's funny to observe them. Some people just like to. I have a student who will just go sit in the corner and read. He likes to be in the big room and wants to read sort of in the corner, and so you know that's fine. That's and and again, you're using a lot of this. And I mean, Gloria Day is located in a very sort of a wooded, yeah, natural area, which really ties into your whole curriculum. And it does. I mean, you said you're out there in the woods and yeah. <laughs> You haven't lost any kids yet, have you? No. Okay, good. No, but we have a couple tree climbers that uh, make us nervous because they love to climb trees. And we're generally very pro climbing trees. I think that's a great, a great way to sort of learn how to deal with risk and build confidence. But uh, we have one in particular who will push the how far I want her push to go. Push the limits. <laughs> yeah. Say, please, can you not go so high in the tree? You know, some things <laughs> that you've said, Roman, as we talk through this whole thing, uh, it brings me to me. I spoke with Romy Pittman, who's starting the New Village Academy, which is yeah. in um, you know going to be in the Annapolis Mall next fall. Yeah. So they're a year behind you. Yeah. Okay. Own yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, some of the things that you said is said that you know they they come in and they're, it's very experiential based. It's yeah. They want to have the students advising the students. They yeah. want to have a, a teacher. I think they're still calling them teachers, but to, yeah. to be more guides. Yeah. Let them learn how they want to learn. It's going to get them out into doing internships, which is yeah. a little bit more appropriate in a traditional sense for a high schooler than yeah. it would be for somebody in yeah. the middle years. They're looking, I think, for a different audience for you. I mean, those yeah. are, they're looking for uh, high school kids that have pretty much just checked out of learning and said, yeah. okay, this this is BS. This isn't for me. Yeah. You know what? I think we might have something for you. Yeah. Come on back and try it. Yeah. And. But I think the fact that we're realizing that everybody learns a little bit differently, a lot differently, yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, and I think what Romy and I—I um, I mean, I, I've only met her once, but the—you um, know—I think the thing that you know that she's focused on, that I focus on a lot, is like what motivates you to learn, right? And so, the idea that I can just tell you what to learn, learn, and what motivates you is a fear of a bad grade. It's just not a great model, right? It's not, it, what, what, you know, what you get in that world. Well, it's fear of punishment. It's a fear of punishment. And what you do is the minimum required to avoid that bad consequence, right? So you're not going to really own it. You say, okay, you're going to force me to read this book. All right, how I'll read the cliff notes. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get by this where I don't get in trouble or get a D. 
but you know that I don't really engage with it. And what what I think a lot of other folks have looked at and say, look, like we first have to say, why is it you want to learn this? Like like the you know the, the actual motivation has to be internal of saying, I want to learn this because I know it's going to help me achieve some goal. And once you give students ownership and you say, you know, you get to choose, and you see that the way they engage with material is much different. I always say it, the way I engage with a book that I'm forced to read versus I choose to read, right? Those are two separate worlds. Oh, if, without right? a doubt. If you know, if if I'm actually interested, I read it intently. I'm taking notes. I'm interested in other books that are related to it. If you force me to read it, it's just like I'm counting the pages. How how quickly can I get through that? And so I think that's in in some ways what what a lot of folks are trying to do is like put it. Give them ownership of what they're doing because the, the motivation changes if, if all of a sudden you know why you're doing something versus just well, doing you, it because someone tells you. When you own something, you do so much better anyhow. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it drives me crazy when people tell me what I need to do. Yeah. I would rather do it on my own and figure it out and, uh, right. and then go from there. Yeah. But your Friday things are sound absolutely amazing. And I'm looking at that map in that one classroom, and you've been all over the state. How do you determine? I mean, how, you know, how do you determine where to go? I mean, obviously, a lot of it is driven by the students. Yes. So we do a lot of outdoors things. So there's like sort of, you know, I would say, you know, ideally, sort of half of our stuff would be, hey, let's get outdoors and we'll go co kayaking or go hiking. But the other, you know, the other things we want to do are things that are related to what our students have said. This is what I want to do with my life. And so, like, for example, right now, we have three students um, who love animals, and they think that their calling is to help animals in some ways, be a vet, run a rescue, that sort of thing. And so what I'm looking for as an adventure trip is, hey, are there some vets who would, who would allow us to come shadow them for a little while just to see what they do and, and share their experience? And so some of our students can say, oh, this is what a vet is like to, to be a vet well, or I mean, a rescue. I mean, you look at what the area that we live in, and I mean, who knows where these kids are going to end up. But, I mean, we've got NSA. We've got all these tech companies right. that could discuss there. You've got manufacturers. I mean, you, you talk about the animals, the SPCA. Right. Uh, probably would probably be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, SPCA we've looked into. Unfortunately, SPCA has a, a 10-year-old limit for, for volunteering. So, you know, in terms right. of helping out, we'd love to kind of get involved in some community activities where we can help out different projects. But, yeah, the SPCA is on our list to hopefully visit. But if, if there's an, a company that, you know, I mean, I'll just draw out like Apple Signs, I think they're up in Pasadena, that yeah. is, is a sign manufacturer. Sure. Right. Uh, to find out how, how this is. And I, I just think that more exposure to kids yeah. uh, is, and, and I know that we're probably graduating kids now that are going to go into careers that haven't even been invented right. yet. But, right. But to be able to do that, to be able to go into a school, maybe there's a child here that wants to go into traditional teaching, to be yeah. able to go into a school and see what that's all about. So if, yeah. if any if anybody would have something like that, I mean, what get in touch with you is probably the best way. Yeah. So if they if they go, there's a contact us uh, link on our on our MarylandCuriosityLab.org site, and so you know, those all go straight to me. And so yeah, if somebody was interested in hosting us, would lo- would love to do that. We actually just did a one last week with a with a robotics company. Oh, cool. um, and so it was just it was two guys who are for, you know former you know Nat Geo. Um, engineers and they and now they build these really amazing underwater robots that do that, that can monitor fish or wildlife. They can collect samples and so we went into their into their workspace and they showed us how they built you know these robots. We had just been building robots ourselves, so we got to see. Okay, we were doing sort of you know robots one hundred and one. This is what an advanced robotics company looks like, and it was great. I mean, you know, our learners got to see. I mean, I got to see something I, I had no idea existed, and so you know, we we like to do a lot of those where they get to see glimpses of the uh, glimpses of all the different things there are to do 
in this world, right, to explore. And, and so. to be honest with you, with for you know any businesses that may want to give exposure to these kids, and I mean, uh, a you might be able to get in really, really early on on, right. on a good employee, right? But this is not a big group. This right. is you know you're, you're talking about a, a, a full handful of students, so yeah. it's not like it's going to be a group of thirty students, right? Uh, that may or may not want to be there. This is going to be very engaged, uh, yep. small group. Yeah. Um, that will, I imagine they'll probably, the students here would probably surprise your hosts with some of the questions that they come up with. Because they, they do. They have very interesting observations and questions and theories about what, the way things work. And sometimes, you know, they're often, their theories are not quite right, but they often have a, a thread of something that you're saying. That's an interesting way to think about this problem, you know. And so, sure. like, like, so I know we, yeah, we went to this robotics place and then uh, that same day, we went to University of Maryland, um, which has the only big, huge water tank that can simulate a, 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 a no-gravity situation to do space sort of simulations. Um, I didn't know that until until we went there. Um, but yeah, our students had all sorts of questions about space and you know you know how they build their robots to to, to work in space. And so um, I think it was it was definitely great for our students, but I think for them they also got to you know see the way that a young person looks at some of these problems. That's kind of cool. Again, yeah. just check it out at MarylandCuriosityLab.org. I love your posters here. Yeah. All, all sorts of travel posters for Venice and Steamboat Springs and... Yeah. And and Amazon I, here. And we well, got... I imagine they probably also uh, work into your conversations in the morning and, you know... Yeah. Well, we have a big sort of adventure exploration theme, and so you'll see that a lot. So this is a quote from Kurt Hahn as the founder of Outward Bound. Uh, so it's called, right. you know, there's more in you than you think. Uh, that's one of his famous quotes. And so, like, there's a lot of outward bound philosophy that we like a lot, which is like, get out into the world, you know. Do you ever do outward bound? I did a very brief outward bound when I was younger, but I'd like to do an actual, like, uh, an outward bound guide training um, this summer. I did, it. Yeah. I did it a long, long time ago. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's an amazing. Kurt Hahn and what he built. Um, I read a, I read a book about sort of the history of outward bound. It's, it's phenomenal. They, they really, um, I, I agree with so much of what they did. Did you hang up these letters yourself? I did. Yeah, you did a very good job. Did, did I'm, I'm looking at the spacing, and I'm like, wow, that looks pretty darn good. Yeah, just to give you an idea of kind of person I am, I'll look at these and and see if anything's slightly off, and I'll adjust the adjust letter just up, yeah, by like a millimeter. So it's been, it's been a four month adjustment period <laughs> exactly. to get it to look where it is. Yeah, exactly. This E is yeah, annoying me. I think, I think this E needs to go. Up. Yeah. See, you're seeing the same thing I am. <laughs> well, this is fantastic. I mean, congratulations on you know. Having the vision and getting it up, yeah. And for folks at this point now that have youngins, yeah. and uh, you know, check out MarylandCuriosityLab.org. And I'm I'm presuming a parent that is just thinking about it before they've gone through the whole uh, process of applying, can they come in here, make an appointment to come in and just to sure sort of see what you're doing and sort yeah. of peeking at a you know, peek into one of the uh, studios and see how. Yeah, yeah, we arrange tours all the time. We also have a uh, on our website. We have a schedule, an intro call, and so you can just schedule one. It's virtual, so you can just grab you know half an hour off my calendar, and we'll just, we can chat about questions you have and things like that. So that's often the the first step people take is just sort of they have questions after they've read through the website. Well, I think I think in in an instance like this, I mean, you've got to like the people that you're. It's huge for a parent to be able to give somebody else authority, control, and responsibility for your child. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Uh, you, especially the, the, the smaller yeah. they are. Yeah. And and I think that that's, you know, you you know, if I walked in here and I said, oh, boy, you know, this Roman guy, man, I don't know. There's just <laughs> something. You know, right. I, 
you know, I'm going to write off. I'm going to write it off. Yeah. So I think it's really important to be able to come in and see it, and yeah. you know what. For me as a parent, to be able to look and to see how the kids are interacting with that. I mean, yep. if, if I walked in here and saw a kid curled up on the couch over there, another one in the back of the uh, yeah. fellowship hall reading a book, and uh, you know some others engaged in a video and a conversation, I, I, I would totally have, right. a, have a, like, wow, yeah. this, this need, I need to dig deeper into this. Yeah, it's, it's actually one of those moments, it's an aha moment, at least for me, when I first actually watched an act in day, was sort of like, oh, I've read about this, now I see. I, now it's like, oh, this is really different than a traditional school, you know. And, and once you see it, you're like, kind of like oh, okay, I kind of get it now. Well, I guess you don't have a lot of kids in 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 their hoodies walking down the hall every day, going, okay, <laughs> school. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It, it, seems, right. it seems like they're running down the hallways, probably, you know, yeah, getting in there to get the best seat for the discussion in the morning and. Well, actually, that 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 um the uh, the beanbag in here is actually the seat that's the, um, they actually have built a whole system of how, who gets that beanbag chair and when, and so it's another one of these systems that we let them define and say, okay, you guys figure it out. You guys have a problem. We have one beanbag and seven people, and how do we decide who gets it? And so this is actually the preferred spot right there. The preferred <laughs> this, this, this is a spot. Yeah. Well, fantastic. I mean, congratulations. I do encourage everybody to go check out MarylandCuriosityLab.org if you are a uh, parent of a young child at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe check it out if you're a parent of a child that's getting a little bit older because this looks like you're going to be growing in the next couple of years. Yeah, we're doing middle school next year. Check this out. I mean, again, it's very convenient if, uh, you know, if you're living in Sperna Park or certainly Annapolis or Arnold uh, in the heart. I don't know whether Arnold really has a heart, but I mean, yeah. it's just off a of college, <laughs> right. college parkway and I don't know what the side street yeah. is here, but I don't, um, actually, I don't either. I should, right? Uh, I don't even know what the name it might of be. Is. Uh, a station road. Is it Jones Station, maybe? Yeah, that might be that. What Some, that is. Something yeah. like that. But yeah. Gloria Day Lutheran Church and again, MarylandCuriosityLab.org. Roman Hardgrave is the man who had the vision behind it. And uh, I'm so happy to see it open and congratulations. Thank you. And I want to say, John, uh, you know, Opening a school is like a an endeavor that is just way bigger than one person. So you, you have this whole community of people that see the problem and rally around it. And we've had great families who have rallied around it. But I think you, of all the people that sort of you know share information, you were the first one. I mean, we did an interview before we were when we had just done a business right. That's all we had done. And so I just want to say thank you because you sort of saw what we were trying to do and you supported us right from sort of the very beginning. And so that's that's really helpful. It's it's, it's cool. I mean, and uh, you know, let's be real. It's not it's not the school for everybody, right? And uh, I don't think you ever set out to be the school for right. everybody, right? I, th- I think it's just a great opportunity, and I think uh, any parent that of a young child would be doing themselves and their children a disservice by not looking into it. Yeah. Uh, Education and information is power. Right. So, and that's, uh, you know, you owe it to yourself. But, right. Roman, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, John. It was great to have you. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.